Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. tell you when's the last time I got so serious about something like this Slapshot remake discussion. And we've had some really good ones coming in here. Jeff in Winnipeg, Camilla says the Baldwin brothers for the Hansons. Wayne and Victoria agrees with my Zach Galifianakis as Denny Lemieux. Denny Lemieux continue on I say so. Who would be Dickie Dunn? I feel like Elliot Friedman should play Dickie Dunn. But I think that Billy Bob Thornton is a slam dunk as Reg Dunlop because this is a very, very important role. This would be the role that might define Billy Bob Thornton's career. It's the role. It's the role. And I will go along with Billy Bob Thornton as Reg Dunlop. That's how big of a fan I am of his and of Reg Dunlop's, and nobody has come close to anybody else. Somebody mentioned Steve Carell. Steve Carell maybe is Jim Carr. I like it. Yeah. I like he it. Could, he could be Jim Carr. That works for me. Hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> the guy whose idea this was in the first place, Robin Wildy, he's watching in PA. He says Liam Neeson as Joe McGrath. Liam Neeson's way too cool to play Joe McGrath. Way too cool. Somebody hey! mentioned. John in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. As Joe McGrath. Yeah. Slam dunk. Perfect. Oh, how about that? Get ready for the Rod Peterson Show.
right now. But I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then. How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hello, howdy, bonjour, buenos dias. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. YouTube Live, of course, for the live streamers. It is your favorite daytime sports show, and uh, I don't know that today's show is going to get spicy, although it might. I feel like we've got a lot to get to. Can we bring in Darren Moose Dupont? You see it's a little windy down here in South Florida, which I am more than okay with. Moose came down here for all of our new viewers. Darren was here in April. Whoops! Darren came down here in <laughs> April for our 1,000th show. Now, that's April. It's not winter, but it's not dog days of summer either, and I thought you were going to overheat. I really, you almost did. Your phone did. Your phone did. My phone did. Yeah, so uh, the breeze is very nice here in Florida. It doesn't matter the time of the year. Enough of the weather report. Coming up on the program today, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com Minnesota and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And Chris Van Zyl, Hamilton Tiger Cats offensive lineman in our CFLPA Player of the Week, Sober Spotlight for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. That's the deal. Darren, are you okay if I jump into the show topics here? Let's go. Anything you want to say? Okay. Can you hit the show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we'll go with that. Thank you. Thank you, by the way, for those that take photos of their televisions wherever you are across North America and send them in to us, whether it's my personal phone or the show line, 902-518-3033. Let's make a little noise around here and tell everybody where we're watching from because last night at the Panthers game, my guy Thad, I was telling you, he was like, so what? just tell me what exactly is your reach? Who's watching you? Because he thinks we're only a YouTube podcast. And I'm like, Thad, we're just a luxury for people on YouTube. We're in... Now, close to 4 million homes. So wherever you're watching from today, let us know, for God's sakes. We're going to start with baseball. Number one, Corbin Carroll went three for four with two RBIs and two runs scored. And the visiting Arizona Diamondbacks advanced to the World Series for the first time in 22 years Tuesday night by stunning the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2 in Game 7 of the NLCS. Arizona advances to play the Texas Rangers in the World Series. I believe it's called the Fall Classic. Game 1 Friday at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. But we're going to move on to hockey because we're primarily a hockey and football show. So on Frozen Frenzy, we're going to get everybody's take on that, including Darren's. Here are some highlights of what went down on the NHL's second ever 16-game slate day. Nils Hoaglander's goal at 3:11 of the second period stood up as the winner as the visiting Vancouver Canucks finished up their five-game roadie with a 3-2 victory over the Nashville Predators. In Minnesota, Ryan Hartman scored three goals and added two assists as the Wild whipped the visiting Edmonton Oilers 7-4. 
We're coming back on all of these, everybody, so hang on. Defenseman Eric Gustafson scored once and added an assist on Tuesday as the New York Rangers beat the struggling and slumping Calgary Flames 3-1 in the Saddle Dome. Matthew Kachuk is scoreless in the Florida Panthers' first six games, but he chipped in two assists as the Cats beat the San Jose Sharks 3-1 Tuesday night at Ameren Bank Arena, and I was there. Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley each had a goal and an assist, and Joseph Wall stopped 36 shots as the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs beat the struggling Washington Capitals 4-1. And Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson each scored twice as the visiting Buffalo Sabres spanked Ottawa 6-4. And how can I forget about the Canadians? Former Montreal forward Tyler Toffoli made a triumphant return as he scored thrice to lead the New Jersey Devils past Montreal 5-2. Those are just, that's seven of the 16 games, Darren, and I think the one that you wanted to talk about was that I didn't even mention it here. There was another one you wanted to mention, unless I've misread it. Well, I mean, as I look around what happened last night in the National Hockey League, um, I, my attention was on the Leafs and Capitals last night, and I watched that before the Frozen Frenzy started, really, on ESPN2. Um, and it was a great game. I thought it was good. I mean, Washington had a ton of chances, a ton. And Ovechkin had seven shots, I think, in the first period. Um, and then he finally broke through and scored. Um, you know, the Leafs got goals from their, their big guys. Tavares scored. Matthews scored. So it was a fun game last night. And as I go through all of them, you know, I watched the, uh, the Boston-Chicago game as well. Um, and it was tough when Bedard's goal got disallowed because that offside uh, that eventually called it back had nothing to do with the play, and it sparked a lot of great debate on the ESPN broadcast. Ray Ferraro had uh, uh, some good analysis and, and you know, is lobbying for that rule to be changed or at least altered a little bit. Um, so it was, a, it was a really fun night of hockey last night. Yeah, that's the main thing. It was fun. What did I say? Listen. The sound of silence. Nobody's complaining. Um, I did see Ryan Whitney on Spit and Chicklets say that, how do you call back a Connor Bedard goal on Frozen Frenzy Day? You know, when all 32 teams are playing. And I'm not going to get into the minutiae of rules that need to be changed or are wrong. I, I, by the time I came home from the Panthers and Sharks game, the Bedard thing had already happened. He'd scored, but they called it back. Because, did you say it was 35 seconds before his goal that they rewound the tape? 35 seconds earlier, there was an offside miss by a fraction of a hair. Was that, was that the actual number? I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. I don't know what the exact time was. But it was, the, the play had continued. The sequence had continued for some time. And, and the offside had nothing to do with the goal being in or not. There was no advantage made when they came across the line. So <laughs> I'm going to recuse myself from the discussion on the rules because I don't have a seat at that table and it reminds me of it reminds me of game seven second round series 2016 I was calling the game on television Regina Pats at Red Deer Rebels I'll never forget it was awesome but there was a goal in the third period called back of the Pats because the the coach of Red Deer I'm sure it was Brent Sutter challenged the play it would have been the game-winning goal if not for this rule. They took the goal back because earlier in the shift, one of our guys had knocked somebody down. Interference. They took the goal away. It's only because it was a sutter, you know. But I'm like, what are we doing here? How far back do we rewind the tape? You know, and it, on a Tuesday in October, who really cares? 
But when it's in the, in the spring in the Stanley Cup playoffs or dub playoffs, whatever, it doesn't make it. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So let everybody... I saw that Tim Peel weighed in, the former NHL referee who lost his job for telling the truth. <laughs> that happens to us, you know. Um... Yeah. Our hockey coverage, by the way, is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. There is only one NHL game. The whole league takes a breather, a breather for the most part tonight, other than Washington at the New Jersey Devils. This is the warm-up, everybody. We are live on Game Plus, as I said, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. I got my NHL top five, bottom five coming up, plus the NFL Power Rank. Rankings. But I do want to say something here because, as I said to our guy last night, I said, if you want to talk Panthers at length and hear us talk about the Panthers, go to the Cats and Bolts podcast, which, <clears throat> hang on for once, because Serena and I are going to delve deeply into this in this week's Cats and Bolts podcast, and that is the fact that Matthew Kachuk has not scored last night. Sorry, has not scored yet. They, what I love, one of the things I love the most in life is the taste of gingerbread pumpkin i love hot tubs and i really love press box murmurs i love it so much darren and there are people here in miami that don't know anything about hockey that are in the press box and there's people here that really know a lot about hockey in those press boxes i talk to them all and it's become a thing. It started in the press box that Matthew Kachuk hasn't scored yet. It's Saturday night. Was it Saturday? It was mentioned to me by a guy. And then I was hearing it in the crowd. It's getting louder that Matthew Kachuk has not scored yet. And I'm like, but he's got a point a game. He had two assists last night. I think if you go back and rewind the tape, you'll see he actually had three. I thought he got chin stud of one. Darren, agree or disagree that an assist is just as important as a goal. And it's in my commentary today. I blame the dads. And we all know them that would give their kids $5 for a goal and $2 for an assist. What are you doing? You're creating puck hogs and goal sucks. And for the people that don't understand, they don't understand that an assist, that's why they're worth the same thing in the damn stat sheet. Because they're just as important. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. Um, you know, those assists matter. And those points matter. And without the playmakers, you don't have goal scorers. Um, if you watch today's <sighs> NHL, I mean, in yesterday's NHL, maybe a little bit more of the goals. But in today's NHL, when do you see guys pick up the puck and go end to end and just do everything themselves? It's very rare. Um, yeah. You need those playmakers. That, that matters. And at the end of the day... If you're on the ice and goals are being scored and you're helping be responsible for goals being scored, you're an asset to the team. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. We're going to spend a lot of time on that on the Cats and Bolts podcast. I was floating it around the press box last night. I said, if you literally now want hours of coverage of the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, you can click on uh, the links on my social media and find it there. We have coverage there. That's not what we're going to do here. And even Srita says in Canada, they don't really care about the Panthers and the Lightning. And the numbers show that. But they're still NHL teams. The point I was getting at on all of this is because we are on national television in Canada and four million homes at least. 
One thing that's dawned on me the last couple of days is that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the Dallas Cowboys of the Canadian Football League. And by the way, an NHL scout has just texted me and said he got $5 for both. It just popped up on my computer. The text came in. Yeah, well, you're not selfish. And I never said you were selfish. But other guys were. I'm speaking directly to that NHL scout, Darren, and you actually know who he is, but I'm not going to name him. He says, I got five bucks for both. Yeah, well, you were raised right. Look where you are. Very well adjusted, I think, unless you're hiding something from me. Anyways, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys of the CFL, and God knows I've tried, man, I've tried. I went to Alberta. I went to all these games in Edmonton and Calgary. I put in my time, and I just realized in Calgary especially, they don't really care about the football team. I'm sorry, but it's true. And in Edmonton, they don't right now because the team sucks. They start winning, they will again. But it's the Rough Riders that are the sizzle. And I see I'm getting ripped by the message board, nincompoops and syncophants that's saying it's just sour grapes, my reporting on the Rough Riders. No, no, no. It's not sour grapes. And I've had Hall of Fame guys in the CFL that have actually done something with their lives say, you report what you want to report because we know you're just saying it the way that it is and the people that say that it's sour grapes don't understand they don't get it don't let them silence you keep saying it the way that it is because that's what makes you great that's why these guys were in the hall of fame so anyways on the talk of henry burris to the rough riders there are people look number one hank hasn't denied it he you saw he joined the twitter uh, train <laughs> commenting on this i think henry burris is probably the uh, he's the only guy that could save this team the only one don't get at me about scott milanovich don't get at me about anybody else henry burris is the only guy you brought up everything the conquering hero riding back into town the town wasn't big enough for both roy shivers and henry burris but now Hank comes back to finish the job that not even Shiv could finish. It's a great story. The riders, if you notice, aren't denying it. I think there's a very good chance that Henry Burris will be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And my point is, we're on the cusp of the CFL playoffs. We should be talking about playoff games in two weeks' time in Vancouver and Montreal. But the majority of people don't care. It's like, why does uh, get up? Talk about the Dallas Cowboys all the time. I'm sick of the frickin' Dallas Cowboys, and they're my team. Why do I need to know, Darren, every single day what Jerry Jones said on this radio station and that TV? Why do I need to know that? It's the way it is. It's the way it is. Yeah, it is the way it is. I think it would be incredibly interesting to see Henry Burris come back to the Canadian Football League as a head coach, and especially in that market in Saskatchewan. I think that would be incredibly exciting and entertaining. And you want to talk about attention on the league. Um, I think that's exciting. Now, does he want it? Will he, will he actually decide to come back? I mean, he's got to weigh those things in his mind, um, you know, at the end of the day, because he's in the National Football League, and that's a, something to give, you know, you'd be giving up. And he's in, you know, he's been in L.A. and Jacksonville and in some pretty yeah, great but- places to be. But this is running a team. So I don't care who you are. You're probably going to think long and hard about it when you get to be the head coach. It's a lot different than being an assistant tight end coach in yeah. the National Football League. 
it's in my commentary today. Do yourself a favor and go read it at rodpeterson.com. You, Darren, and everybody else. Don't assume what somebody else is thinking. Don't ever assume what somebody else is thinking. Your wife, the guy in the, at the bus stop, your employee, your boss, don't assume because you don't know. You don't know why Henry Burris might want this job. Maybe he doesn't want to work 28 hours a day in the National Football League. And the fact that he has no say there. Why is Craig Dickinson, was he in the Canadian Football League? I guess, you know, he just got fired by SAS. But he told me when he was in San Diego, all he did was move around pylons and carry ball bags with the Chargers. He's like, I'm not doing anything here. It's nice waking up in La Jolla, listening to the waves crash against the mountain, but I'm not, do or not doing anything. So maybe Henry's that, you know, Henry, listen, I don't want to say Henry's got a huge ego because that would not be fair. There's a bad connotation to that. And that's not Henry, but I think Henry, it would feed into what I know about Henry to come back and run an entire organization. And it's been entirely um, entertaining to watch people chime in on our social media channels because we're leading the discussion on all of this. Well, he doesn't have experience. He's too nice. He's too this. He's not enough that. Why don't you just pipe down because you don't know anything? We're speaking of, and we're going to break, but I was saying yesterday, I ended the show this. Why do the reporters and the NHL get so horny about line combinations? I don't know if you were watching it or not. I said, unless you're coaching the other team, why do you care? If you watch what the Flames are doing, Ryan Huska hasn't had the same lines twice through the rotation. Why do they care? And Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta writes in and he says, uh, passing on the lines, it's just an easy talking point for reporters. Ding, 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 ding. Tell him what he's won, Bob. It's easy. So that's why they do it. We'll be back in a moment. We're halfway through the warm-up. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Hey, everybody, we're back, and uh, without meaning to, we got some spice in the old RP show today. By the way, Manscaped's done it again, guys. Introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. It's brand new, not for your junk. It's for up top. 
And like every Manscaped product, tons of thoughts gone into it. Sleek, compact, it charges by USB. We all got problems fitting our razor into our shaving kit, right, guys? Not anymore. The thing's about the size of your cellular phone. And right now, you can get 20% off with the promo code, The RP Show. If you like this show, please do me a favor and go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with that promo code, The RP Show. It's the one thing you all got to use. Please tell me you do. Just help me out and support our sponsors. Okay, Moose. Come on in, Moose. Uh, lots to get to today. Any thoughts on that opening segment before we go any further? Let's keep rolling, man. I love the spice, the energy today. You came in off the top of the show and said there's not really going to be much spice today. And <laughs> then we proved everybody wrong. And yourself. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about for sure. Ryan in Toronto says, we were right on the cusp of a spontaneous Raj rant there. Saved by the break. I'm not going to say any more about the media and why they talk about the lie. Everybody knows my thoughts. Regarding uh, people scoffing at my Burris rumor, Jeff the Stamps fan says, with all due respect, Rod, you are the one who said the XFL and CFL were merging and the Stamps were about to be sold. Well, two things on that. Number one, Randy Ambrosi was the one who started it, not me. Secondly, the CFL should have been broke. How it saved its own ass, I have no idea. But Ambrosi started that. I did not say they were going to merge. And as far as the Stamps being sold, yes, I reported that. But at the last moment... And let's not forget, I spent the bulk of the last two years in Calgary. I learned that the buyer yanked the string and changed their price they were going to pay for the Stampeders. They lowered it, and CSEC said, we're out. So it's very difficult, quite difficult, covering the Canadian Football League as an insider because, to use some of their term, it's very shady. And Alan Ford, who's a really good... And I don't say that in a bad way really but alan ford uh coached uh, sorry never did coach the riders oddly enough but he was the general manager when they won a great cup he was the punter receiver he goes well rod 75 percent less shady than it was in the 90s i'm like my god how could it be more than it whatever on that before we switch to the nhl top five bottom five Canada's Game of the Week in the Canadian Football League. It is the poll we do every Wednesday. And the polls brought to you every day by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. The poll question is, what's Canada's Game of the Week? And the CFL, um, they're all meaningless games, Darren Wright. There are three of them. Winnipeg at Calgary, Hamilton at Montreal, and Toronto at Ottawa. I'm just going by the basis of its being in the West, I'll say Winnipeg at Calgary. It's a tough one. Somebody wrote it and said, I'll be interested to see how the ratings do with the Riders not in the playoffs anymore. Well, it's their second straight year not in the playoffs, so I don't know that it'll affect them. I'll say Winnipeg at Calgary Friday night. I don't think that'll be a very big crowd. But what's your take? I'll say Hamilton, uh, Montreal, because it's a preview of the playoff game. So to me, that sounds seems like it might have the most interest. But really, who's going to play? What are they going to show each other? Everything's been locked up. So am I really interested in what's going on in the last week of the CFL season? Not really. Oof. 
But this is a final tune-up. Um, so I'm curious to see, especially in that game, who actually plays. Yeah. Uh, so there you, you can vote on that over the next 24 hours. But I'll say it again. This is why I was saying in Canada, and I tell my American friends this that don't know, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the Dallas Cowboys of the CFL. So while we have playoffs coming up, the number one story that's getting all the sizzle is what's going on in Saskatchewan, the head coach being fired, who's going to be the next one. I said it might be Henry Burris, who's been on the staffs of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Bears, and Rams in the NFL. That's what they want to talk about. It's not going to change. It's the way that it is. Interesting. Very, very interesting. John in Edmonton writes in and he says, the Oilers Flames on Sunday, that's the Heritage Classic outdoors at Commonwealth, as you know. He says, has to compete with NFL games. Why do you think the big outdoor game is on a Sunday and not Saturday? It's a really good point, really good point, because Serena and I were talking about Frozen Frenzy yesterday, and she was like, why on a Tuesday would the NHL have 16 games? Why? And I was like, I don't know. You would think it would be better on a Saturday. And then, and then I pointed out to her that the NBA was tipping off. And she's like, oh. And she's lived in the States for 15 years. She's got a better handle on this than I do. She's like, they're going up against the NBA. They're trying to go head to head. And I'm like, wow. I don't know that that's a wise thing to do if you're the NHL in America. But I'm the new kid here. So I don't know that they're wrong. But just to double back on that, I don't think the NHL, I don't think the NHL is real afraid of the NFL. Not in Canada, they ain't. And again, it's orders no. flames at Commonwealth, so I don't think they care about it. it's the NFL. What do you think? No, I don't think so. Um, the thing where you can't do NHL frozen frenzy on a Saturday is what's so big in the U.S., college football, especially this time of year when all the games mean so much more and you're starting to get close to figuring who's going to be in that college football playoff. So, I mean... Saturdays are, are for football, um, and Sundays down there. And, and the Frozen Frenzy wasn't about Canada either. It was about the U.S. They didn't have the Frozen Frenzy on the air in Canada. It was only on the air across the USA. So Tuesday's as good a night as any. Um, it wasn't a packed NBA schedule. ESPN's coverage starts Wednesday for the NBA. And then, you know, with the Heritage, I think Saturday would have made a lot of sense too. You have it in the afternoon on a Saturday leading into Hockey Night in Canada as part of daytime. I think that would have been a home run in Canada, but uh, they'll go with Sunday. They're not really worried about the NFL, and we'll see what the ratings look like. Uh, Jordan S. writes in and says, I, on the streaming, Jordan says, I'm in so much trouble, I failed an assignment worth 30% of my grade. Well, Jordan, thanks for telling us that, and uh, you shouldn't have been watching this show. You should have been doing your homework. And I don't say that is a poo-poo uh, on you. I flunked out of college. So for that exact reason, I was terrible at time management. And so, yeah, I get it. Figure it out, brah. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says uh, we have entered the best period in the sporting calendar. CFL playoffs, NHL, NFL, NBA, and MLB all overlap. I think it's too much. I've gone on record as saying uh, I don't like it. The spring is my favorite time of year. I can just concentrate on one sport, and that's hockey, and I'm good. Like, you asked me what I thought of the ESPN coverage of Frozen Frenzy. I'm like, I didn't watch it. And I've realized I can only focus on one little thing. That's just the way my brain works. I'm not like everybody else, and I know that. Uh, and I came home, and I watched the Blackhawks and the Bruins, but I didn't watch the intermission stuff. I don't watch the panels. That's just me. 
John Ohm in uh, Winnipeg. You know John. Ohm. He says, do any Americans watch two Canadian NHL teams play in all honesty? No, they don't. And there's the answer for you. Um, they don't care that they're going up against the NFL because it's the Canadian market they're trying to capture. So thank you. Well, let's see. John in Edmonton, not as crazy as he looks. He says all the leagues should work together and make sure not games overlap. And I'm like, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? But they don't. Oh, They're all at each that. other's throats. You uh, know that, Darren. You know that. They, I, I, yes. I, that's what I don't understand, and that's why I will never change. I can't conform to the way sports is now. And they never, ever really did get along, and I spent 30, uh, still kind of spending 35 years, and I can't change. I don't like it. Because I had a guy, I'm going to bring in a guy aboard in the recovery world. I'll say this, is the recovery coach. Uh, he heard, heard about what I do here in South Florida, working with athletes and soldiers and entertainers, and he goes, how can I work with you? He goes, what do you guys do? And I said, there's guys like me in our network all over North America. So, and you've seen, you know some of them, Bob in Montreal, right? Yeah. Got Michael out there in Victoria. We got Jen in Calgary. We got people all over. So if you got somebody that needs help, bing, 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 we're on the phone. We work together and we have somebody working with you. Now somebody comes to South Florida and they need a sober coach. Guess what? Ding, ding, Rod's there. And it's a sports haven. So we all work together. And guess what? It works. That's what I love about it. And we all trust each other. Because if somebody lets somebody else down, or if somebody stabs somebody else in the back in this business, somebody will die. It's not they might. Somebody will die. So I can't do sports anymore because everybody's out to kill each other. Professionally, it's brutal. It's horrible. At every level. Um... DDD Robert Campbell watching in Las Vegas says good move by the CFL to have division semifinals and finals on Saturdays. I agree. I absolutely agree. Thank you for that. We're going to push Darren the NF NHL top five and bottom five into hour two plus our NFL power rankings in hour two because we're kind of out of time here and Jesse Pierce is coming up from Minnesota. They wall up the Oilers. You didn't remind me. That's okay. It's okay. Because you didn't know where my brain's going. But everybody's blaming the Oilers. Goaling? Go goaling. <laughs> Goaltending? How about that? Um, okay. Stuart Skinner was drafted by them. That's homegrown, home developed, and was a Calder finalist. And Jack Campbell was the number one for the Leafs, right? He has that on his yes. resume. Jack Campbell was the number one for the Leafs. So somewhere, Spicy. somebody along the line... Thought Jack Campbell was good enough to be the starting goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he's not good enough at Edmonton. Okay. And in Tampa Bay, the Lightning are winning with people that you wouldn't even know if they came up and kicked you in the shins. Bob Jonas Johansson and somebody named Matt Tompkins. And they're winning. Because you know why? They've committed to defensive play and not allowing anybody into the middle of the ice and cutting down on shots against. Who's got better goaltending, the Edmonton Oilers or the Tampa Bay Lightning? I'll wait. I see. Oh, seriously. I know. I know. And if you had to ask me, without Vasilevsky aside, okay, no Vasilevsky, 
I'd probably take the Oilers goaltender. Hot take. Everybody would. Yes. The except in Edmonton. Is, except in Edmonton. That's my point. Everybody's dumping on the goaltending. And, uh, yeah, I get a little defensive as a goalie guy. But it's – and it's not just – hey, it's not just that. I We have to pick this up later, okay? Uh, we will. Moose, good work. Keep this all front of mind. See you in hour two. Yes. See you then. Jesse Pierce is in next from Minnesota. We'll talk some Vikings, and we'll talk some wild. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Off day here in South Florida for the Panthers. They beat San Jose 3-1 as part of Frozen Frenzy Tuesday night. In Minnesota, Ryan Hartman scored three goals and added two assists as the Wild whipped the Oilers 7-4 as their part of the 16-game slate. Jesse Pierce covered it for NHL.com and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. He joins, she joins us to talk about it. Jesse, I always appreciate you finding the time for us. It's a shorty, as you know, not a long interview, but uh, that was uh, an exciting one last night. We all like a lot of goals. What was your take on the game? I mean, Minnesota kind of finally turned it up. That top line finally uh, getting some points on the board. Ten points for Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman. Huge five-point night for Hartsey, who gets uh, a Hattie, uh, his second career hat trick, first with the member of the Minnesota Wild. All in all, a good, resilient Minnesota Wild team. Edmonton came out flying. Jack Campbell, fantastic in net to start. I know a lot of criticism was then tossed his way, but I thought he played really well especially in the second period when Minnesota was throwing everything at him and Campbell was making some phenomenal saves. But at the end of the day, uh, the third period, Minnesota took it and ran with it. And uh, nice to get a victory after some losses here in the state of hockey. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, um, I like that, the state of hockey. That's very good. They would never call Florida that, that's for sure. But it's got enough, it's got enough nicknames. Florida, it's good. But, you know, with all these generalizations out there, and it's not just the fans that I'm seeing, the media, too, writing off teams. I don't, you see what they're saying about Calgary and they're saying about this team and that team. What generalizations have been made about the Minnesota Wild in your mind or that even you made, let alone everybody else, in the first two weeks of the season? Meh. That's kind of the way that I look at it. It's very Minnesota bland. I mean, they're doing hmm. a lot of right things. Last night was the first offensive output we've really seen, and the defense had kind of been lacking, a, an area that Minnesota is generally so strong in the defense, not great. Goaltending has been the best point, even when they're allowing seven goals. It still seems like the goaltending is the most sound, but I think it's just kind of very even-keeled right now. I think they're still trying to figure out some things. Again, Minnesota returning a lot of the same players they had last year, but trying to get some young blood in there and obviously hindered and hampered with a couple injuries to guys like Jared Spurgeon and Matt Boldy. So it'll be interesting. Right now it's a little bit of a sputter start for Minnesota, but I think uh, in the next couple games here, they should hopefully be able to turn things around when they hit the road for a couple in Philly, Washington, and New Jersey. You know, I haven't talked to you since the Wild played Chicago in the preseason and Bedard tried to dangle the flower in the shootout and Mark was having none of it and took his legs out. Um, did, uh, did Flower talk about that at all to the reporters? Uh, what was your take on the whole situation and his, if he said anything? I mean, you know Marc-Andre Fleury. He's kind of a jokester. He likes to say, oh, yeah, it's, it was fun. It was good. He's also very humble. Uh, you know, I think Marc-Andre Fleury is really entering 
this season in kind of a different space. You know, he doesn't want to think too much about, is it my last year? Is it the last time I'm going to be here? Is it the last time I'm going to do this and that? So he's really just very easygoing, easy breezy. Not to say that he hasn't been in the past, but I think he's taking it day by day. Uh, you know, Connor Bedard, a special general or uh, generational talent, excuse me, here in the NHL. But Marc-Andre Fleury, a talent of his own. So it was certainly fun for the Minnesota fans to see. Probably less fun for Connor Bedard in the Blackhawks. But I think Bedard will have a decent career nonetheless, despite that, uh, that hey. stop from Fleury early on. <laughs> Not only am I a fan of both of them, I love both of them, but I thought it was great. I know Connor well enough to know he's going to try that move on one of the greatest goalies of NHL history. But I also know Flower, not personally like I know Bedard, but he's not going to stand for it. So who wins? And Flower came out on top. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But what is the word about Bedard in your town like they got the date circled that he's coming in because it's november 12th that the blackhawks are here in south florida and, and people are buzzing about it already what's the word in the state of hockey i mean it's it's a mixed bag right you're torn because you don't want him playing for chicago as a minnesota wild fan mm -hmm. that's the the bad side of the midwest but in general yes very very excited i know they had a prospects tournament here in minnesota unfortunately connor bedard only playing in one of those games that weekend that he was in the state of hockey and uh, did so against the st louis blues not the minnesota wild so people are excited similar to connor mcdavid who unfortunately didn't show up last night for the edmonton oilers but same type of thing you're buying tickets because you want to see that talent you want to see that dazzling even if it is against your own squad it's still fun to watch Quickly, Jesse, um, we have a lot of Vikings fans that watch this show. They say, can you talk more Vikings? I'm like, well, I can't, but I know a gal that can. Um, what's your read on this season? And is it, was it an upset? I would assume that it was based on the records for them to beat San Francisco on Monday Night Football. Uh, your take on the purple right now. I mean, Minnesota, they love to keep you hanging on. They love to bring you back in and then crush you in a more soul-crushing way, it seems. Uh, huge upset mm -hmm. Monday night football against the 49ers. The best game that I've seen the Minnesota Vikings play all year, and they did so without Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins, probably his best game in a Vikings uniform, and Jordan Addison proving that he is a, an elite wide receiver. A good draft pick for Kwesi and and crew um you know the schedule is very favorable moving forward as well so minnesota might be able to tick off a couple more victories the tough thing about that is i want them to get good draft positioning rod i want them to get a good yeah. player for the future so they might uh mess around and try to make the playoffs who knows but uh it's going to be an up and down interesting roller coaster of a season depending on what the vikings want to do but as always us vikings fans are here for it we're here for the pain we're here for the hurt we're ready are you a Kirk Cousins backer? No, I'm not. I, I'm not on the side of the absolute pitchforks. Let's get him out of here. But I'm not on the, the definite love. Certainly, again, Monday night, he looked fantastic. I can't take that away from him. But there are so many times where I'm like, what are you doing, Kirk? Throw the darn ball or spike it or do something. Sometimes the game mismanagement isn't there, especially for a veteran quarterback to have kind of that bit of nervousness and lack of confidence always seems to frustrate me. I like a quarterback with a little dog in him. You know, I just need somebody that's ready to go. If Pat Mahomes ever wants to come to Minnesota, I'd welcome him with open arms. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, sorry to fire these at you, but just you're here. I don't know when I'm going to talk to you again. Just looking around that cheese league division 
Did the Packers move on too quick from Aaron Rodgers or at the very least give the ball to the wrong guy in Jordan Love? What are you seeing there in Green Bay? I mean, I no no love lost there, literally pun intended. I certainly do not hmm. uh, feel bad for Green Bay because they don't get another generational uh, quarterback, right? Another franchise quarterback as they had from Brett Favre moving on to Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean, I think they needed to give love that opportunity, but they're a hot mess too, which is what makes the Vikings season a little bit sweeter. I and mean, if you can go into Lambeau on Sunday and beat the Packers, that's the one victory the Minnesota fan, di- fan base needs and wants. Um, so yeah, I, as much as I feel for Packers fans, I don't, I don't feel bad for them at all. Really? Sorry. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and what about, what about the bears? Uh, speaking of grease fires, they might be the biggest one of the division. Absolutely. What an atrocious situation they have going on there. I feel bad for Justin Fields a little bit. He's just getting sacrificed. Um, it's not a good situation. Minnesota almost lost to the bears though, too. You know, it was kind of that tit for tat. Who's going to be the first loser here. And, uh, certainly Minnesota eked it out, but yeah, Chicago hot mess. I mean, I guess Detroit, they're the fun team to watch in the league. I bet nobody ever thought they'd be saying that, but uh, the kitty cats are, are doing something right. Yeah, well, the Lions have paid their dues. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> they don't owe anybody anything. You get it. So, hey, Jesse, always fun chatting with you. Enjoy the hockey. Catch up with you soon. Sounds good, RP. We'll talk to you. Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. She covers the wild for them and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover. In our two, Chris Van Zyl, the Hamilton Tiger Cats player rep, and Moose will return as well. We're live on the Game Plus TV network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. The show is growing. It's growing a lot. And we uh, welcome all the new viewers, but we're hey, we're still going to be us, which I've got some thoughts on that, too, where some other broadcasters and shows can't say the same. But a sports update on this Wednesday, the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks are set to begin the all-wild-card World Series on Friday at Globe Life Field after exhausting victories in their respective league championship series. The visiting Diamondbacks edged the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2. Tuesday night in Game Seven of uh, Game Seven of the NLCS. One night earlier, the Rangers routed the host Houston Astros 11-4 in Game Seven of the ALCS. Again, it is Texas and Arizona meeting in the World Series. That's a great matchup. All 32 NHL teams played in the NHL's Frozen Frenzy on Tuesday night. Only two teams have to work tonight as the New Jersey Devils host the Washington Capitals. The Devils, with three goals from Tyler Toffoli, defeated the Canadians 5-2 in Montreal Tuesday night, while the Washington Capitals lost 4-1 to the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs. Alex Ovechkin scored his first goal of the season for the Caps in that one. Toronto Raptors 
tip off their new season tonight with a visit from the Minnesota Timberwolves. New head coach Darko Ryakovich and recently signed point guard Dennis Schroeder will lead a very different Raptors team onto the court at Scotiabank Arena. This sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary. The high-quality beer behind great conversation and unforgettable memories. Visit commoncrown.ca. Um, so we've I've said audience takeover, and that's what we'll do here. Ryan Thomas writing in on the 902 text line for EMJ Marketing. He says, OV had 14 shots on net last night. The Leafs' whole team had 17. He also, this is a text from the other day I didn't see till now. He says, Roddy, let's be honest. You don't actually believe the Jets are going to leave Winnipeg. No one does. Can you say stir the pot to get people fired up? Classic RP. Um, I wasn't stirring the pot there. I, it's simple economics and math. And trust me, people have been sending me the video of Darren Dreger interviewing Mark Chipman, the chairman of the Jets. He put it right to him last night. During the Jets' win over the Blues, you know, is there any chance of relocating the team? And Mark Chipman said, no. I've met Mark. I know Mark. I know Mark's a pretty solid dude. But what I also know is what's leaders' roles? I've been around good ones and I've been around bad ones. Leaders' roles is to not instill fear. It's to instill a sense of uh, security and calmness to those who are following them. But I've also seen leaders aren't necessarily tasked with telling the truth. And that's my long-winded way of saying, what else is he going to say? What else is he going to say? I swear to God, if they're printing money, him and David Thompson, they got unending money, I still don't think that the Jets will be fine with dwindling attendance and the cost of having an NHL team in your market. So, no. Just because he said it doesn't make me believe it. And I wasn't stirring it up when I said the Jets. It's a matter of time before they move because I do believe that. Um, when I said that we're not going to change, it was, I look at Pat McAfee. I just got a notification on my phone from TSN. Tune in to the Pat McAfee show because Austin Matthews is going to be on. Let's have a watch on Patrick Ma uh, Pat McAfee and see how long it is before he rips somebody's head off. Because that would be me. I know exactly where he is. Pat, we're getting, well, I don't know the $5 million a year salary, what that feels like. We're going to give you $5 million a year, but then we're going to tell you what to do on your show. Put a shirt on, interview these hockey players. McAfee doesn't even know what the Canadian Football League is. He's admitted it or what it's all about. Do you think he has a rat's ass of an idea of what to ask Austin Matthews? He's an NFL show. Why are they doing this? Poor bastard. But that's what they do now, the people in charge of broadcast. And, uh, but not this show, right, Clark? Moose rejoins us and Chris Van Zyl next hour. It's just going to be fantastic after this brief pause. And Ryan on Radio 2 in Atlanta. You're not going to change this, right, Ryan? We'll be back after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.